Welcome to a couple of Rad Techs podcasts where we bring you an inside look at the world of radiology from the unique perspective of a married couple of radiologic technologists. Together, we have years of experience, exactly 30 years in the field, and we are here to demystify the science of medical imaging. Radiology is the unsung hero of the medical field, providing doctors with crucial images and information that help diagnose and treat illnesses. Join us as we explore the latest techniques, technologies, and innovations in radiology and discover the vital role we play in the healthcare industry. So come along for the ride as we share our passion for radiology as a married couple. Hello, hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here today. We have an amazing guest on our show today. We have Rachel Hannibal, and I'm going to just tell you guys a little bit about her. We are going to do some chit chat. We're going to talk about wellness. I know you all are used to me talking about health, wellness, travel, and in conversations with doctors. Well, I always love to have guests because for me as a health coach and just loving health and everything, just your well-being, your money comes into play. So it's important for me to talk to individuals and bring to my audience individuals who, you know, can have expertise and talk about that. So today, let's welcome Rachel Hannibal of Pep Talks on Instagram. That is her IG label there. She is an author, speaker, coach, and founder of Missing Peace Financial Group. Let me tell you a little bit about Rachel. She teaches personal finance classes for ages three to 100, covering topics such as budgeting, credit, investing, entrepreneurship, and retirement planning. I mean, this is amazing information. Welcome, Rachel, and tell us whatever I missed. Let the audience know more about you. Thank you for showing up today. Well, first, thank you for having me. I've been excited about this all day, so I'm glad I get to be here with you and chit-chatting with you about wellness and everything in between. And we are, you know, finance is a big part of that. So, yes, I am Rachel Hannibal. I am the founder of Missing Peace Financial Group, where for the last six years, I have been on a journey just helping the next generation of millionaires get a head start on the road to financial freedom. That includes my full finance curriculum for kids starting at the age of three, but also being a personal finance coach for adults helping them with their short-term and long-term financial goals, whatever that may be. Maybe it's tackling debt. Maybe it's saving for emergencies. Maybe it's saving for your child's education, whatever it may be, or even increasing your credit. I became completely debt-free. I paid off $92,000 worth of debt, and I saved up a year's worth of my income in cash, and my credit score is almost at a perfect score. Um, I've been above the 800 club for some years <laughs> <laughs> I've been just sharing my journey and helping others to control their finances as well. I love it. I love that you not only help adults, but you're reaching back to children. And people may wonder, what does self-care and wellness have to do with money? I'm going to tell you, clients that come to me, they are ill a lot of times because their money is not right. You know, they're stressing about money. They're stressing about how am I going to pay this? How am I? I can't afford to be healthy is what I hear a lot of people say. But this is why we have Rachel here today. So how do you work with, because I love to talk about self-care. And to me, we put ourselves on the back burners, especially mothers, wives, women, period, always put themselves on the back burner most of the time, not always. And you take care of everybody else but you. And then we're going to throw into that pile, healthcare workers. I've been in healthcare for almost 20 years. And my health coaching became health coaching because I started coaching in the hospital, my coworkers. We usually work long hours. We make a lot of money. But a lot of times we don't save. You know, we don't have the looking at our income. We have debt. You know, we live above our means because the money's just coming in. And healthcare, you know, people are always going to be sick, unfortunately. 
And you're working with children. I think of some of the things that I know now, if I had known earlier and been educated, what made you want to work with children? Well, some years ago, I read a story or a, a few studies that said that our financial habits are formed by the age of seven. So our triggers and our connections with money are formed in our single digit years. And for me, that was a little alarming. <laughs> it is. Going on around that time in my uh, when I was younger. And so I decided, you know, we have to do something to stop that cycle. You know, the earlier we can get to them, the sooner they can start creating positive connections with money, positive habits, I'm in a great relationship with money. And so that's where Amber's Magical Savings Box book comes into play. It is an interactive children's book that teaches kids about earning and saving money for it started at the age three going up to 10 year olds. So it was more so like, okay, I found this study and we have all this proof that shows that our relationship with money, you know, really starts to develop at that age. And I couldn't find any other children's book at the time that mm-hmm. we really doing something about it that was really trying to stop that cycle. So I decided to create my own and then that grew into a full curriculum for the kids. I think that's amazing because I'll just tell you briefly, growing up, my father was an entrepreneur and my mother was huge on saving, even though, you know, she was a single parent. She wouldn't have a lot of money to save, but she would. My grandmother was big on it, too. My grandmother's like, you always put a little something to the side after you get paid on Friday. You know, maybe it wasn't a lot, but you, she was like, you do something for yourself. For her, it was she had 11 kids. And my grandfather was a sole provider. And for her, it was to go to the lady in the neighborhood who was a seamstress. And my grandmother would get a dress made every Friday. And I'm thinking, where are you going? You're not. But she helped me to appreciate you work hard during the week. You need to do something for yourself. Save a little bit of money to the side and then go get you something nice. And that always stuck with as a child. But I can't say I was educated about money. And I remember my mom starting a mutual fund for us. I really wasn't educated about it. But I'll tell you, when I turned 18, that money came in handy because it had been sitting there. And I was able to do things that other people my age weren't able to do. So, you know, I think that's important with you starting young because I don't think, I think kids are really bright. And even nowadays, they're, I got kids, I learned to watch YouTube, not just for how-to stuff, but for TV shows from a two-year-old. So these kids are smart. What are some of the things that you really focus in on when it comes to children? And I want to welcome Shahida. Thanks for watching. Just making sure they understand what is money. It doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> so yeah, so where does it come from? How do we get it? Why do we need it? Understanding that everyone at every age should have a money goal. So helping them start there, even if they haven't had money goals before ever in life, starting getting them there first, helping them come up with their first money goal and helping them work towards that. What does that look like? Um, how you can be part of you can you can help solve problems you know i think that one of the i don't want to say mistakes but one of the things that parents do that i think often kind of uh sets our kids up a little bit that they just reward them give them allowance for just surviving another friday the real world is going to do that you have to reward them for solving a problem because that's what's going to happen when they get older they're going to be rewarded they're going to be paid for solving problems and so just getting them in the habit of, you know, how can you solve a problem even at your age? You know, mommy needs help with your younger brother. That is a problem that you can help solve. And what does that even look like as far as, you know, chores and compensation? And what are you saving for? Maybe you can buy grandma your own Christmas gift instead of, you know, having mommy pay for it. So we start with those little things, just making sure they understand they are in control. This is not like 
You know, it's not like it's this magical thing that happens where people have money, big people, adults have money and they don't. But just getting them on that track of just having that, that positive relationship with money. I like how you said money goes and realizing that money doesn't grow on trees because I remember when ATM cards first came out and my mom used to go to the grocery store at their ATM and put it in and money would come out. And I, w- I remember saying one time, just go put the card in. And she's like, I got to have money in there first for something to come back out. You know, so I really understand when you're talking about, you know, teaching them about money goes, it doesn't grow on trees. You know, it's funny to say that, but really, if you're never really educated that, you know, what it means to go get work. And that's where I want to talk about, you know, entrepreneurship. You know, you teach entrepreneurship as well. I think it's very important. Age of 13 was my first business. I was cutting lawns in the neighborhood because my mom didn't have $20 for me. Well, she had $20, but like she said, that money goes to feed you and to clothe you, not extracurricular things to go hang with your friends. I, I don't have money for that. I have to feed and make sure you're taken care of on the other on the other side. So I went out and cut my neighbors who were elderly grass and they were like giving me 20, 25 bucks to cut their front yard. That was great money for a 13 year old. And I have never looked back since. So what are some of the things or things you try to impress? Because I think that entrepreneurship is self-care. A lot of people do not go into entrepreneurship because of fear or, you know, oh, I can't make I can't charge people for that. That's just my passion. Yeah, you can. You know, entrepreneurship is really a form of self-care to me. So what is your take on entrepreneurship? How do you teach that? Feeling like a popsicle in the hospital? Well, ditch the hospital chills. Scrubmates, a base layer designed by a healthcare professional, understands the struggles of staying warm. Keep yourself toasty and your valuables secure with convenient zippered pockets. Support a small female-owned business and try Scrubmates today. You'll get 15% off your order using my code RADTEX at checkout. Thanks, Scrubmates, for bringing us this episode of a couple of RADTEX podcasts. Now let's get into the episode. Well, I, I think that every child should be introduced to entrepreneurship at an early age. I just feel like they should know they have options. They have gifts and talents and they can get paid for doing the things that they enjoy doing. I often use my niece as an example. When she was 12 years old, I would kind of, I would see her playing with this app and she was doing video editing and it was just fun for her where she was, you know, adding music to videos or putting words on it. And I was like, hey, do you want a job? Yeah. (laughs) I was starting my speaking, you know, really getting out there with, being a public speaker and I needed someone to record and edit these videos and make it cool for social media. And we negotiated her salary and she had an hourly rate, but it was something that she never thought that something that she was just doing for fun. It was literally right. enjoyed doing it. She spent hours doing that she would one day get paid for and paid pretty good for it. <laughs> yeah. I ended up taking her on the road with me and going through my, my book tour. She went stops on my book tour with me recording and making things cool and stuff like, you know, making my videos cool and everything. And so I think that young people really need to know that there's something that you enjoy doing that you're probably doing for free that somebody somewhere is getting paid for. And like, why shouldn't that somebody be you? Like, you know, why can't you get paid for something that you enjoy doing? And so especially now, I think that the options are like just so limitless like now when it comes to ways that people can make money. And even if it's, you know, gaming, like YouTube and like, who yeah. Is going to be a thing. So I think entrepreneurship is something that every child 
should understand. I think that even if they choose to go to a nine to five, that's their choice, but they understand right. options. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've worked nine to five. Some in order to reach your goal or reach where you want to be, it's nothing wrong with a nine to five. And if that's your safe space, but you know, for me, my dad worked at night at Delta for all of my life from before I was born till he passed away. But he also had two other businesses at the same time, you know, so that just impressed upon me. You don't have to have one or the other. You can have both. And it's just, you know, it's really, I love how you're teaching it. Now I want to touch on the budgeting because budgeting is a hard thing for a lot of people. Sometimes you're like me, you budget every little thing and then there are some people just like, that's too stressful, but you were able to save a year's worth of income. And I know budgeting had to play a part in that. So please enlighten us. I feel like, you know, first of all, a budget is something that everyone should have. Like everyone. Some people say, I don't make enough money to budget. I'm like, that's more of a reason why you really should have a budget. Like a budget is a plan. A budget is just telling your money what it's going to do. And I tell people all the time, my money has a job. All of my (laughs) All of my bank accounts have names. I've named them all. What? Because they all have purpose because they all have jobs. Ah. And, and, you know, it makes you think twice before you dip into certain accounts when you see the name, what you're pulling it from. When you see, I am pulling it from this. And I always encourage my clients to name your accounts, name your savings accounts, name your accounts. Because when you see that, if it's your child's name, if it's whatever it is, you're going to think twice before you buy shoes or before you take money out of there for something that's silly when you see that come up on your phone or when you see that come up on your screen and so budgeting is just like the foundation and i think that what you were saying that we're all you we all struggle with budgeting i think a lot of us have been doing it the wrong way yeah uh, and so that's something i definitely teach in my one-on-one sessions and i definitely teach in my classes of like the proper way to budget in a way that you can stick to it but you absolutely have to have some type of plan. You can't mm-hmm. just, I say you have to give your money a home. If not, it is going to go roam the streets. looking going <laughs> to go roaming target aisles looking for, for whatever, right? Or it's going to go roaming, you know, Amazon.com. Looking for I was going to say Amazon and Target, girl. It's like... <laughs> So you have to give it a home. If not, it's it's going to look for a home. Then we have those things where everything adds up. And one of the biggest things that I, I feel like has helped me in my journey being able to help other people is understanding that when we talk about that year's worth of income, or even when I talk about the $92,000 worth of debt, I'm literally speaking about $5 at a time, $20 at a time, one coupon at a time, one no to Amazon at a time. Yeah. Like, didn't have a lump sum of anything, but understanding how those small things really, really add up to the bigger number. And so, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you because a lot of people hear that number and go, well, I don't make, but maybe 25,000 or I don't make 50,000 or 60,000. There's no way I could save up a year. I still got to pay other bills, but I love how you made that. So, you know, just simple $5 here, a coupon there, you know, saying I'm not going to go to Amazon or buy this, you know. I love how you just made that so simple because that was my next question. Do we need to go get another job? You know, people don't have time for that. They're, with everything going on in the pandemic, I think a lot of people have become more aware that they want to spend more time with their families. Yeah. They want to spend more time with the people, you know, because we've been isolated away from the things and the people that we love. So now things are not that important anymore. People, I think, are becoming so much more aware of their need for financial balance and management, as well as their health. 
And I think I know what you're doing is so amazing. And you've done it. I mean, you've done it. You've helped tons of people. You've gone on a book tour. I mean, tell us about how did you become an author? What made you want to write a book? Because I've been having this book of poetry that I was supposed to write from my teenage years on, and I still have not written it. So you put some action behind that thing and became an author. So please tell us what made you want to write a book? And a lot of people out here want to write books. They just don't know how. They don't see people that look like them that do it. Yeah. And that was. So after I, you know, did some research on these studies about kids and your financial habits, I went to several different bookstores and I was just, you know, asking them to look up in the directory or just hanging out in the kids section, just looking for books about money. And after like the fourth bookstore, I only found like one book that was kind of like telling what money is, like how it's made, but it wasn't giving any information on like, what do we do with it? Right. What is it all for? Just like, oh, nickels are made this way. I was like, wow. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, it was a Dr. Seuss book too. And I was just, you know, kind of a little upset at my, after my fourth stop. And I just sat in the parking lot of Barnes & Noble and I just started writing my book just more so out of anger. Like, why isn't there anything out here to teach our kids about this stuff? Like, we know, like, money is going to rule everything around them. Like, literally going to, it's literally making this world spin. And right. they're going to need it as soon as they wake up, as soon as they take their first breath. They're going to need money. There's, that costs money for that, you know? And so. Yeah. I kind of started, you know, writing in my car. It was February. It was cold. I'm, I remember. And it was a Tuesday. <laughs> and <laughs> there's no way. Like, why? You know, but at that time, I had already been a personal finance coach for adults for some years. So I already knew the long term effects of not having this information. I already knew what my clients always came to me and said, I wish I knew this when I was younger. I wish I knew that. So it was kind of like, I feel like God was just saying like, it's not there because you're supposed to create it. You've already put in this position, this exact moment to create this book. And four days it was done. And wow. Yeah. Within 60 days, it was listed on Amazon and on his bestsellers list. It was an Amazon bestseller. And then Walmart picked it up and Barnes & Noble picked it up, Target. You and, go, girl. <laughs> but I felt like, you know, that was just like God saying like, yeah, you're supposed to do it. Like, you know, it is supposed to be about a little chocolate girl. Because Amber is actually my niece who passed away at the age of three. So it was able oh. to bring her legacy, you know, bring her love, but also be able to share these important, this important information with kids. So it was like, yeah, you know, you're in this perfect position where you want to honor your niece and you have this powerful information, life-changing information, information for the kids. And you can do it with a brown girl. She can be natural and she can be in those Barnes and Noble shelves and on those Walmart shelves. And she's there. I love it. I mean, the your packaging of the book is amazing. I mean, you guys, if you see the book, it is really eye-catching. It's more than just writing a book to me that goes into authoring a publication. You know, the last author that I interviewed, uh, cardiothoracic surgeon, he had a children's book as well about one of the first African-American male doctors, cardiothoracic surgeons back in like 1800s. And he pioneered the C-section instead of, he took it from a barbaric surgery to a more humane process. And the book, the capture of the book, the outside really captured my attention. And that's what I was saying. You know, there are a lot of people that write books, but to look at the artwork on this book, to look at, you know, just its appeal is simple, but it's very eye-catching. So I want to definitely commend you on that, that it is a beautiful book. 
the inside, I'm sure, is just as amazing because you know what the way you spoke about finances today. I've had many other financial folks come on. And I think it's because you're working with children too. When you work with kids, you better come with it and know what you're talking about because they can see through fake and, you know, the kids are just, you know, out of the mouth of babes is so true. They see through you and you have to really simplify things. Adults complicate stuff sometimes. We just make things harder than they have to be. And I just love how you make, because money makes people funny and money is a hard topic to talk about. Just like when I deal in health with people. It is a hard thing to talk about with people when you're trying to break down something that is getting in the way of them enjoying and having quality life. And if your health is not right, your money is not right, you are not going to have a happy quality life. So getting those two things in order is so important. And starting at a young age, age is even better. But you've got this personal finance workbook. You've got two books. She's not just one book. She's not a one book wonder. She has another book. And it's a beautiful book as well. It looks like SAT. Or MCAT book to me, that's the, when I saw it, that was the first thing I thought of was like, oh, MCAT, SAT, you know, I, I'm thinking, okay, it has the look of serious business, but fun as well. And the colors are so captivating. So tell us about this Pep Talks personal finance workbook. So the personal finance workbook is a way for me to reach the people who are feeling too ashamed to come to a finance coaching session. It was a way for me to create something where people can feel like they're taking their personal finance teacher or coach home with them. And then you can bring, you know, your spouse along for the ride. You can bring your children along for the ride and you can have your accountability partner. And it can, it's like fun, different activities and tips and stuff in there where it's a real book. Um, some people don't know how to calculate their actual net worth. So you walk through how to do that. The workbook really walks you through creating your definition of financial freedom because i think especially now that we have social media is such a like some people just are basing what financial freedom is based on what someone else says it is or what someone else may post but financial freedom is you have to define it for you what that is for you you know and how and it's practical steps of what the everyday person can do just step by step one day at a time one step at a time to get you one step closer to your financial goals or, or your definition of financial peace because I never believed that peace or just financial peace should be like a faraway goal. And I think that that's something right. I always hear like, oh, when I retire, I'll be at peace. Or when my grandkids are out of uh, college, I'll be at peace. like everyone has like this number or this day or this. And it's, it just always seems so far away every time I hear that person speak of it. And I'm like, well, how can we find peace in every day? What can we yeah. do? that you can sleep better tonight? How can I help you sleep a little bit better tonight? And how can I help you find a little bit of nuggets, piece of nuggets on your journey to the ultimate financial piece that you, you're, you're looking for? Because even when we speak about wellness, I mean, finances is something that gets in every part of you, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, it just really, it just is a part of our every, like everything. And so how can we, how can we get that? And so this is what the book is about. Finding that one step closer to peace today, find those nuggets of peace today and taking control of your finances just at a level where you are. It meets you where you are. And I never believed finances was a one size fit all, but it was right. something to make it fit for you. And then it was also, I released it for my birthday 
because I always do a giveaway every year for my birthday. And so Bolt is a fundraiser for my finance classes for kids. So when you invest in yourself, you invest in the next generation of millionaires. Every single penny of those workbooks go towards our kids' programs that we have there in different schools and different nonprofit organizations all over the That is amazing. I mean, I love it. I mean, you have really shed light for a lot of people, I think, on two things mainly. The need to care for yourself financially and the need to work at getting a business. You know, if if you have a passion, own that passion, make it your business, have it make income for you. And you are a true testament to that. And I love being able to interview, you know, multifaceted business owners, men and women, but especially women. And then you reach back and you're trying to give to the younger generation. You employed your niece. You know, I just think that's amazing because I would not be or have the outlook that I have on business or entrepreneurship or just trying to do better if it wasn't for people who reached back when I was growing up, who I was able to watch own their own businesses, whether they were million dollar businesses or whether they were, you know, hundred dollar businesses. I just got to see people with freedom. And you talk about having financial freedom and that looks different for everyone. I believe that self-care is, you know, having freedom or options to do what makes you happy and give you a good quality of life. And whatever that looks like, because self-care doesn't look the same for everybody. Some people go get their hair done, go get a massage. Other people, you know, choose to take vacation. So, or sit and write a book, whatever that looks like for you, definitely do it. And you guys, I encourage you, Rachel is an author. She's so many things, but you have her information scrolling at the bottom there. Check out Amber's Magical Savings Box. And you also do one-on-one virtual finance sessions with people as well, right? Yep, absolutely. So we encourage you, please reach out. You have our Instagram links there. We want to thank you, Rachel Hannibal, for showing up today and sharing so much of your knowledge with us. We truly appreciate you gracing our program and we welcome you back anytime. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed my time here. Yeah, so we enjoyed you too. I learned a lot and it's always good to connect. And we want to encourage everyone as always who is enjoying this program. If you're watching the replay, if you're listening to it on the podcast, Wherever you're hearing it, please click the link, support uh, Rachel. She is an amazing financial manager. She owns an amazing business, great author. Um, And you can support us by following us on Instagram. We are always open in our DMs. You can click our links, book one-on-one sessions with us. I would love to coach anyone in their health journey because your health is your wealth. And you want to have a good quality of life and be able to have options. So thank you, everyone, for joining our program today. And thank you again for being our guest. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. This is just one of the many free resources I offer to my clients to dump unhealthy habits and begin living. Be sure to visit my website for more free resources and health coaching. Again, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with others so they can join the Let's Chit Chat podcast. Have a great day, you guys. See you next episode.